So, Ben, why have you spent a lot of money on a new machine? Well, the uh, the first thing is that you know we're a we're a growing business. You know, we we sit we sat here with um, a new what is now our second cutting center. It's three years old at machining center. You know, when we introduced that, it had a milling station on it, which was fancy because we do a lot of milling and stuff like that with with sliding sash windows. So it kind of made sense that we introduced um, a second machine because we need the insurance policy number one. Okay, yeah. so it's you know we're we're a business that's running twenty four five on a Saturday morning, so we're working one hundred and twenty hours a week at least. Um. There's only 168 available, so we're kind of really maximizing what we can do. So it made sense that we invest at the front end of the production process to to really make sure we don't bottleneck that. Also, the the other reason is because our casement window and door business is is really growing, and we wanted to give them something proper to play with and get our products through that. So with these new machining centers, for example, they have a reoptimization function, which basically allows you to put offcuts on there, and it does all the work for you, uses all the offcuts. Right. Sounds kind of boring, but it makes a huge difference to your material margin and your material utilization. Um, so if we can use up, instead of generating 10% waste on our profile, if we can get that down to three, that's like 7% extra on your profile. When you're spending millions on profile, that is added value, you know, that, that, that really does go straight to your bottom line. Um, so putting that through, uh, giving our casement window and door factory, that machine to play with allows them to have all that. Plus it's better. It's more accurate. It's got a milling station on it. So they get all the benefits of, of that machining center. The new one that we've introduced, um, is just a bigger and better version of what we had. So we went double milling. So it's got two milling stations on it now because we do so much of this stuff. So with sash windows, we do a lot of mechanical and every mechanical joint's got to be milled. A lot of run-through horns, I think 80 plus percent of every window, all the windows we make have run-throughs. They've all got to be milled. Uh, And then we also went with the add-on of um, auto reinforcing. It's got a reinforcing station on it. So that's, I don't. Th- I don't think I might be wrong, but I don't think anyone in the country has that. Or if they do, then I don't think they've got it from um, from Shermer. So, so I think we're quite unique in that. But it, again, it makes sense because it's sliding sash windows. There's only two different types of steel we need, so you can really rationalise what goes on there, yeah. and it just it just works really well. So it just speeds up the whole process. So it's not about there's there's not really a huge amount of labour saving from that machine. It's it's an insurance policy. Um, it removes some of the process, so we don't. We'll no longer have a reinforcing station in sash windows. So that was three people, or well, it was actually more like five people across three shifts. So we've been able to redeploy two, and but the cutting the machining center now requires two people to run it all the time. Up from we were running it with one person per shift. So kind of three of the people have moved into there. Two people have been redeployed. So there's some benefit there. But really, that's that's it. That's it. It's, you know, a business of our size doing the volumes we're doing. And because we run three shifts, obviously, we sweat the assets as much as we can do. We really look after them. Um, but, yeah, that that's that that's it. It forms part of, like I said, a wider 
plan, a wider investment strategy. So the the £1.7 million the machine cost is just phase one. Phase two lands pretty much in 12 months' time, and that will revolutionise what we're doing there. Custom machines, I don't want to give anything away because it's something that is 100% unique to us. Um, that no one has. They are designed for us. So that's another million pounds worth of investment. So we're up to 2.7 then. But the result of that means that we'll be making something pretty special really, really quickly. And that's where the benefit comes from. It allows us to scale the business, but you do it through operational savings, if that makes sense. Yeah. And allows you to bring something to market that no one can do in volume. And for us, that's what's critical. Plus, we needed, um, you know, we've got some new product innovations coming out shortly. So there's, uh, it's no secret now because it's been on at the Fit Show, but we have a slim mid-rail coming out. So we've, the, the guys at um, Spectus, Epwin, have um, developed that with us, designed it. So we, we needed a machine that could accommodate that, that would auto-reinforce it and so on and so forth. So we've got, you know, we've got these new products coming online as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's not the, – the the machining center is because we because we need it, but yeah. it's – half of the benefit is for our VS work. Half of the benefit is the is what the casement guys get out of it as well because yeah. they upgrade to a really good machine that will do a huge amount of processes that their current one doesn't do. It'll do it more accurately, and it'll optimize waste a lot better. So we kind of get double bubble from that. And both machines can do everything the other one can do, if yeah. that makes sense. Obviously, just one has reinforcing, one doesn't. But if we had a failure on a machine, we could just sweat one asset more than the other. And that, that's it, really. So it makes sense. More insurance than sense. anything. Yeah. yeah. Am, am I right in thinking it's one of a kind? Um, in this country, in this country, it's quite a unique machine because we've got double milling on there. I don't think... In Europe, for example, where a lot of these things end up going, um, they have double milling. We went with double milling because because that's that's our product, um, and it's part of our product strategy going forward. So that's quite unique. And then the reinforcing, um, well, yeah, that's unique for this country. But, I mean, when I was over at Shermer um, back in April, I mean, our machine's big. I mean, really big. But... When you see what they make for, you know, the guys in Spain and Italy and, you know, even in Germany, these super fabricators, I mean, our, our, our little thing's tiny compared to that. Wow. And yours isn't tiny, really, in comparison for, no. our, for our country. What, what I think it's it? about 36 metres long. I mean, it's a big, it takes up one yeah. whole side of a factory, so it's a big old thing. But the space doesn't matter, does it? As long as you've got the space to accommodate it. Um, but I do think it's unique in this country. Um, but for us, with the volumes we're doing, and because we don't have a huge amount of complexity yeah. in on the reinforcing side, it it it's just makes a lot of sense. If that makes sense, um, we can just you know cause it optimizes your steel as well. Yeah. So you get the benefit on the wow. plastic, and you get the benefit on the steel. So everyone needs to save money on steel. Well, yeah. and, and that's it. You know, when you can stick a six meter length of steel in a machine, and it goes, "Don't worry, I know what I'm doing with this," and it cuts it and puts it in, and then screws it all in place. So you just get a piece of plastic off the end that's perfect to go into its next process it's it's a step forward from where we were and again you know back to the point of innovation well 
why just do the same thing that everyone else does or the same thing we even did three years ago? You know, it's about moving things forward. How can we do things better? What would make sense? And the thing is with these machines, they're modular, so we can bolt things onto them. If there's another, if we want the next step of the process doing, I mean, they can set them up so they've got, it goes straight off then into a, a welder and then into a, into a, the, you know, an eight head or a six head and then corner cleaners and all sorts wow. of stuff. So the whole top end of your production line can be automated essentially, but then you're still relying on people after that. But yeah, it's, I'd say it's pretty unique in this country. But it sounds like it's justified and it's definitely justified and there's logic to it, which I guess makes a purchase like that less scary. Well, yeah, I just don't think you can ever be. The thing is, I, you know, we sit here, I sit here from a, a sort of a, you know, quite a lucky position because even when we're worried about what bills we can pay and not pay, you know, we're in a stable position. Um, that type of investment is still, it's still frightening because you're committing, you know, a huge amount of the company's um, money into, into something, but it's, it's not, it's, it's not just that you've actually got to make it happen, which is, that's the big thing. You know, yeah. the machinery suppliers, play a role, but you still are hugely involved in it in something like that because you can't afford for it to go wrong. Did you get what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're still commissioning now. I think we're on week three of commissioning, but which is about right. I mean, they built it in two, which was quite impressive. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think any investment like that is, is worrying. It's always worrying because you don't know. You maybe you got to order this thing eighteen months in advance. That's the thing, yeah. So you, you know, you're seen into the future already. Yeah, but you just have, you know, you've got to have faith, haven't you? You've yeah. got to have faith that it's the right thing to do. You've got to have faith in your sales plan and your marketing plan and your ability to deliver, and you know it's for the greater good. You know that's what we do with the company's profits. We reinvest a huge amount of it because we're here for the long term, and because we want to offer a great service you know mm. we don't we put these things in so that if we have a failure no one knows except us yeah okay yeah and not uh, everything's perfect all the time but you ask our customers they wouldn't know they wouldn't they wouldn't have a clue if if something if if, if a machining center went down i mean even when even over christmas through december and january so sort of six weeks we had to move a cutting center so we had to decommission um one they own we had two we had an old one and a new one let's call it and we've got a new new one yeah so we had to decommission the new one and move it to make space for the brand new one that's come in but that meant we were making everything on an old cutting center that's 15 20 years old right but the amount of time and planning that goes into running that machine 168 hours a week servicing it every three days rather than every three months just for the uptime and then running other machines and cutting this over there and setting up milling stations. All of that happened for six weeks over December and, and the majority of January whilst it, it was moved across the road, recommissioned and then set up again. But you would, no one, no one knew, no one knew. Our OTIFs didn't drop, but it just cost a lot. It cost a lot in labor. It cost a lot in material because you're generating waste then that we'd normally just put through the reoptimizer, but you don't have any of that. So yeah. the cost isn't just the moving cost. 
it's all of the other associated costs. So it's, but it's all for the greater good. Yeah, you know, you don't measure a business a business's success month on month. You measure it over years and its growth pattern over time and its profitability over time, and and it's you know how do the customers rate the business effectively? They're the things that matter. You know, a blip a, a month here and there doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. You know, it's about where you're going and, and how you're regarded. I like that. And you've got, so strictly speaking, you've got three Shermers. Got so three. I heard you had to name them. <laughs> we did have to. Well, it was actually something that our technical guy came up with just off the cuff. Because we were, what do you call them? New, 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 old, new. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, we had a bit of a, on the app, we sent a survey out and let the guys name, name the cutting centres. So we've, I've just concluded that now. But my suggestions didn't didn't um, didn't get taken. But there were some funny ones that 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 we ended up with in the end. So yeah, now they've all got names. So you've got the. Um, are you able to share well, those yeah, names? I think the 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 brand new one, the big one is. I think he's called the Shermanator. I like that. So I liked that as well. It was really funny. Then I think we've got another, the other one is called Robochop. Nice. Which I thought was really funny, and I can't remember what the other one's called. I think they called it Bob. Bob, I heard it was Bob, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who but yeah. I heard Bob and Sir Bob. Yeah, so, so <laughs> yeah. But at least we've got distinct, um, it kind of reflects their personalities. So. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, good fun. Brilliant. Mm. So, ben, well, thank you, Ben. Thank you for your uh, insight into your new machinery and all the best with uh, your uh, manufacturing process. Appreciate it. We'll have you back here in a year's time when the new stuff arrives. Can't and wait. We'll, uh, share some secrets with you. Can't wait. Brilliant. Thanks, Ben.